I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, folk? It's RJ Young, host of the number one ranked show, This week on our USFL Spotlight Series, I spoke with New Jersey running back Darius Victor, who has a fascinating story that begins in Liberia, has a stop in the Ivory Coast before venturing to Virginia and then playing college football at Towson in Maryland before eventually ending up in the USFL. His generals are 7-1 with a ticket punch to the inaugural USFL playoffs. I also get into my week nine power rankings with, yes, the undefeated Birmingham Stallions on top. But again, at number two, I might surprise you. Subscribe to the number one ranked show wherever you get your podcast. First things first, Jason Tatum is off to an odd start to the finals. Is he ready to explode in game three tomorrow night? Does Russell Westbrook still have anything productive left in the tank? We'll hear from his new head coach, whose introductory presser might surprise you. And it looks like Matt Patricia might be calling plays, (laughs) not for the defense, for the Patriots' offense this season. Woo! How about that? Good morning, everyone. Welcome to First Things First. Alongside Nick and Broussard and that goat, I'm Jenna Wolf. Wilds, we're excited, we're not excited, we're kind of excited. Where do we fall on Matt Patricia, perhaps the OC for the Patriots this year? Oh, I can't wait. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna get a little pencil to put behind his his ear and his little horn here, so him and Matt (laughs) Patricia can be on the same page. And then, and then laminate his food, and you'll be all set. All right, here we go, guys. We'll get to all that. We got to get to all this. NBA Finals. We're in the thick of it. Game three set for tomorrow night in Boston. This series all tied up at a game apiece. So so on the air yesterday, talking about game two, Nick was so apoplectic about the way the Warriors were playing despite the win that it kind of sounded like he might switch his pick from Warriors to Celtics. Two words, buddy. Pick integrity. Nick is this what's happening? Are you abandoning your Warriors pick now? Well, Jen, I'm glad you started with pick integrity because I would like, because we do have, we see the numbers and we have newer, we have new and new viewers every day. So uh, let me just lay out some of my bona fides, if I may, quickly here. Just uh, ever since we've had this iteration of the show, since Wild has been here and Brew has been here, either as a contributor or a full-time host. Uh, I picked the Nuggets to beat the Clippers in the bubble. The Nuggets were down 3-1. Never wavered. 
I picked yeah. the Bucks to beat the Nets last year. Bucks down 2-0. Never wavered. Picked the Bucks to beat the Suns. Bucks down 2-0 again. Never wavered. Now, it hasn't always worked out in my favor. I picked the Mavs to beat the Warriors. Mavs down 3-0. You did. Never wavered. They lost in five. I am not one to change picks, which is why this is as shocking to me as it is to you guys. Celtics and six. Celtics are the better team. Celtics have been more impressive. Celtics are about to win game three at home and game four at home. And I've got to tell you, okay, well, that's bad producing. Look at the bottom line, guys. Nick the flip flopper. I got the Celtics. <laughs> that's six. ridiculous. That's that's, that's poor producing, and they shouldn't producing. have done that. But that's what's However, <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is that what's happening? I the moment this series got underway, I realized I had made a grievous error. I had done something Broussard often accuses me of doing. I had gone heart. I'm sorry, I had gone heart overhead. Yep. I had, as soon as the series got going, I was like, why did I pick the Warriors? All of the things that I was concerned about them in the Mavericks series are going to apply on a more well-rounded, better defensive team against the Celtics. But I picked the Warriors really, truly out of a personal vendetta against Kevin Wilds and Celtics fans at large. I just find them so obnoxious and so irritating and, and don't want them to have joy and happiness. And yeah, and Nesson, who gets just so much, many free clicks and content from reappropriating my videos. I don't know why Fox lets them do that, by the way. My own personal oh, attorneys amplifying. have had to get involved. Like, it's called amplifying. Yeah, I call it unfair use, personally. But again, we can discuss that another day. So I realize, Brew, we that the won't. Warriors have one path to winning the series. Steph Curry must be utterly transcendent for three more games. I don't think he's going to be. I think the Celtics are better. I think they've shown they're better. I think they have dominated this series outside of third quarters. And the Warriors are not going to get that energy boost in the third quarter once they're in Boston. So I've got the Celtics in six. Listen, I don't like it as any more than Love you it. do. But fair is fair, and it's what the it's what my head is telling me is the right pick. Nick. Nick. Yeah. Nick. First of all, let me tell you what you just did. All right. It, this is like me sitting up here. You're your little analogy. You tried to soften it, right? You're, Denver, I never wavered. They were down 3-1, but I never wavered. Yeah, this is what the yeah. equivalent of that is. This is like me saying, you know what? First year of my marriage, man, I was faithful. Oh, never cheated. No, that's not. You know, never wavered. It's not like that. Second year. Second year, I had honeys coming after me left and right, and I never, never <laughs> wavered, so never bad. cheated on my wife. Third um, year, I don't like where this is going. I'm at I'm a stone cold fox in the third year. She fox. was so I bad, I just fox. couldn't resist. I couldn't man. resist. Yes, that's an old school term. Brothers know <laughs> what I'm talking about. That's what you did, Nick. I am so disappointed. I, I am so disappointed. Year. You. You are what? Yeah, it got it got ugly after after oh. that, right? Yeah. And, and that's oh, where I'm I don't sure. know where Nick's headed <laughs> after this. Who knows how many picks he's gonna waffle on now? Two games into the series, you're changing your pick, Nick. 
with you the series tied. You are one of the greatest. So it's allowed. You have been. You have been uh-huh. one of the greatest proponents in the media, in all of media, yeah. for take integrity. Yeah, that's true. And here yeah. you go. You should have just swallowed the whistle, my man. You should have just said, you know what? I'm going to have to Lean bite in. this one. I think in, inside, I think Boston, but I, I got to stick with my Warriors. I can't. But lie here's to the, the thing. And you know, I don't, you know, I don't believe in basketball gods. But if I did, mm-hmm. I'd think they'd be disturbed right now, Nick. And this is only going to make it worse. Cause I don't know what you've seen that has made you think Boston is going to be in such control of this series that not only do you pick them to win, but you pick them to win in six. All right. Now, and I, and I have respect for Boston. Boston was good to me in the Eastern conference playoffs outside of Brooklyn. I, you know, that was a long, long time Mm -hmm. ago, but since then the Celtics were great for a brother. So I'm, I'm going to respect them, but I haven't seen anything. To make me think, oh, Golden State is toast. They got no chance. And Nick, you're also, you have also been a, I wouldn't say a stickler, but one of the key factors in your picks is not always, but a lot of times, best player in the series, series. right? Well, the Warriors have the best player in the series. That's clear. That's true. And Steph Curry is doing what Kevin Durant couldn't do. Giannis obviously did his thing, but wasn't that efficient? You know, Steph hadn't been greatly efficient either. So Giannis played well too, but he, he's playing great against this Celtics defense and Clay isn't giving him anything. And I know you're saying, well, Clay, I, you, you think he's close to washed, if not washed. I don't think he's I think washed. He's I up. think he's due. I think he's due. Oh. And I think Clay is good for one or two explosions in this series it might only be one, one but it'll be timely it'll yeah. be timely you better believe that jordan Poole, i think can have one or two big games and andrew wiggins has been good and i think can play better than he did in game two so wilds boston shooting 46 percent from three and the series is tied one one that's not sustainable they're not going to shoot 46% from three throughout this series. Boston going home, so what? They're not very good at home in these playoffs. They're three and four in the last two rounds against Milwaukee and Miami at home. This series, Nick, it's going back to Golden State, tied at two games apiece, and then you'll probably come back on the Warrior side. No, no, No. I won't do that. You've got to stay. You can't do the double flip-flop. The one flop okay. is fine. Thing. And you know what, Nick? I think it's honorable. As a fellow person who has taken in some intel and decided to change my pick, I think it's an honorable decision. <laughs> right, and I frankly, it gives me hope for the nation. Congratulations. You want to be on Team Wilds? You know that's where, that's that's where you want, Nick. position I'm going to change. Yeah, now I, you I have slid over to Wildside. Wonderful, Nick. Thank you, Jenna. It's a wonderful place to be. Watch out for those frisky no. magic. We'll talk to you after Timberwolves, the show. you know, uh, early, Grizzlies. All it's yeah. a great time to magic. come over to. After a loss, the Celtics play fantastic. They win games by an average of 15 points, so, and they've done great. It's the fifth best oh, Nick, all look at time. That. In the Heat series, after a loss, they won by 25. <laughs> they won by 20. They also won by four, so it could even be better. In the middle there, 15. Uh, also, it's the turnovers. Right? 
If we don't turn the ball over, we win. They had 19 turnovers in game two, led to 33 points. Dusty pulled this wonderful stat. Every game after a loss, their turnovers go down. 18 to 12, 12 to 11, 10 to 8, blah, blah, blah. Uh, 24 to 11, that horrible game against the Heat. Now they had 19. What are they going to have uh, game three? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe maybe lucky number Less. seven. And speaking of lucky, Here. if you told me this earlier, I'm going to get you a nice little shirt with lucky on it. It's going to be great. No, now stop it. You're going to make me sick to my Celtics stomach. Fandom. Listen. Well, why <laughs> well, here's the thing. Listen. Listen. I'm, not, I'm not You're all in now. For no, team. you're all in now. No, 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 no. You're all Listen, in. I, I did not switch the pick after the Celtics went up 1-0. It was after the Warriors dominated game two, which actually maybe adds to the courageousness of this. Also, I owe the audience right. honesty, and I looked myself in the mirror and I realized I'm not going to be able to go on TV for the next seven to ten days and act like I think the Warriors are better when I don't. So even though it undercuts maybe my long-term credibility to what I owe to the audience. Last point quickly. It does not. Drew is correct about one thing. He said that I have big on who has the best player in a series, and the Warriors do. But I've watched these first two games, and I think the Celtics have the next four. I think the five best players in the series go Steph, Tatum, Brown, Horford, Smart. I agree with Brew. I think Clay's going to have one big game. That's why it's Celtics in six, not Celtics in five. That one big game is going to be what allows the Warriors to get one more win. But yeah, I think the Celtics are the better team. I think they're going to win the title. Series shits to Boston Love tomorrow. It. We'll talk some. Nick we'll and talk Wild. much more about that right. game. Uh, switch gears, talk some Lakers. You're not going to believe what new head coach Darvin Ham has to say about Russell Westbrook. We'll hear from him next. First things first. I got a small Danny Ainge jersey that might just fit you. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Talking some Lakers on a Tuesday morning. They officially introduced their new head coach, Darvin Ham, yesterday at a presser. Among the many questions asked of Ham on day one of the job, what is the plan for Russ? Here's what the Lakers' new head coach had to say. Don't get it messed up. Russ is one of the best players our league has ever seen. And there's still a ton left in that tank. I don't know why people tend to try to write him off. Russ and I have had some really, really great one-on-one -on -one convos, man. And, and the biggest word I think came out of that, those, discussion, those discussions were sacrifice. That was the biggest word. It was sac sacrifice. We're going to sacrifice whatever we got to do. And it's not just Russ. There's going to be sacrifices that LeBron has to make, that AD has to make, on down the line through the rest of our roster. 
again, we have to start on the defensive end. And in terms of what his role is going to be, I'm going to expect him to be the same tenacious, high-energy player that he's been on his entire career. A lot of it now may happen without the ball in his hand. Most of it now may happen on the defensive end. No ball in your hand and go play defense. Broussard, while I can only imagine Russ's reaction to that, I'd love your reaction to Ham's comments first. Well, first of all, he's saying what he has to say and what he should say. Because right now, Russell Westbrook is on the roster. And whether or not this is a... I know, obviously, what Darwin was saying, he was sincere... But whether or not the leaks, whether or not whatever the front office is thinking, whether or not that's all a smoke screen to increase Russ's value or just let other teams know, look, we're not going to be fleeced in a deal for Russell Westbrook. We're willing to keep him if we have to. Whether that's the case or they really are all in, Darvin Ham said what he had to say because Russell Westbrook may in fact be on this team. And I got to be honest. It's looking to me like they intend to keep him, at least for the start of the season. Now, I'm not 100% out on Russ being a fit, but I'm 90% out. I'm 90% out. I don't think with Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, LeBron James on the floor together, in today's NBA, your spacing is going to be challenged, to say the least. That's not enough shooting on the floor. Obviously, you got to add some great shooters to be on the floor with those three. And then guarding defensively, I think they'd be challenged. And so those are obstacles Darwin has to overcome with Westbrook on the team. Look, in regards to Russ, I think he said, Nick, a lot of the right things. Uh, he talked about, look, we need him to sacrifice, which is true. We need, he's going to be off the ball. Okay, that's interesting. And most of his impact, most of the energy hustle he displays will be on the defensive end. Right. That's interesting as well. Right. And when he talked about right. defense, Dar, uh, Nick, when he talked about defense, he talked about Russ being an elite defender and all that. Here's my thing. Russ, as you know, Russ has never been an elite defender. And to think that at 33 years of age and what, his 14th year, I believe it'll be, that he's going to all of a sudden become an elite defender, even if he wants to. I just don't think it's possible. So here's what I hope, Nick. If indeed they start training camp with Russ, they have got to be ready to pull the switch, cut the cord it quickly. Like if it's not working after a month or so, they need to release him and and not let this ruin LeBron's 20th year, not let this ruin Darvin Ham's first year. If it's not working out, they need to cut bait and just release him. True. You said you're 90% convinced it won't work. What would it have taken last year for you to get 100% convinced? Russell Westbrook to start a small fire in the locker room. Russell Westbrook to literally fight members on the team. Like, what? if you're not all the way convinced yet, then I don't know what could have all the way convinced you. And I hate A bigger sayings. sample size. And I feel, uh, okay, well, I, I feel like, how about the sample size of his entire career? Because the problem for the Lakers and for Russ, no, it's not 21 games. It's 13 years. 
It's 13 years of lackadaisical defense. It's 13 years of bad three-point shooting. It's 13 years of only being effective in a very specific type of offense when he has the ball in his hands at all times. I guess we could say maybe not 13 years of that, but seven years of that. His, you know, the time post Kevin Durant, six years of that, however long that's been. Like, I, I am concerned because I did think it was all smoke screens. Wilds kept saying, nah, they might keep him. I said, they cannot keep him. But it's not just Ham's comments, Wilds. It's that reportedly they're adding Rasheed Wallace to the staff. And I love Sheed. Yeah. But Sheed, there's a clip going around the internet uh, of Sheed one year ago. It was right before the play-in last year, late May 2021, saying, hey, with respect to KD, LeBron, and Kyrie, I think Russ is the best player in the league. That guy's going to be on the coaching staff. Like, so that ain't great. Best player in the league. Hey, the, the Drew League, maybe, if certain guys don't show up. Like, wild. I, I am. Well, it depends. DeMar DeRozan Cole shows up sometimes. Run, yeah. You'd rather have Russ or DeMar yeah. DeRozan. No, forget Jay. I'm not talking J. Cole. NBA guys go to the Drew League. Uh, and so I, I'm not, I, yeah, I'm concerned. Do. There's no fixing this. There's no fixing this, Wilds. There's no, hey, okay. all we need Russ to do is become a totally different player. <clears throat> what? Yeah, so I, look, I thought the press conference you. had a little bit of sugar and a little bit of medicine. The sugar was directed directly at Russ. Russ was there wearing a Nas t-shirt, and he's like, Russ is one of the best players of all time. Russ still has a lot in his tank. Russ, quote, I want him to get back to him guarding at a championship level, which I don't think we've ever seen Russ guard at a championship level because, I mean, frankly, he hasn't won a championship. So that's just kind of disqualifying in itself. <laughs> and here's the other thing that he told uh, Malika uh, Broussard. I want him to go back to being a pit bull on the defensive end. It's really interesting, like, to go back to being a pit bull on the defensive end. Like, I don't think we've ever seen that. I don't know if we roll out, like, the pit bull uh, defense that Russell Westbrook has played on YouTube. That comes up with zero hits. Here's the other concerning thing. But I, I think it's smart because it's like, hey, this is in you. I need you to get back. I think it's smart. Here's the other concerning thing. The, whole, the, 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 the tenor of the entire press conference, it sounded like, uh, Mike D'Antoni was the former coach of the Lakers. Like, Frank Vogel's whole thing was defense. Playing hardcore defense is not a new concept. And Frank Vogel couldn't get it done. If we look at the graphic here, they were third in total defense 2019-2020. Uh, 2021, they were first. And last year, they were 21st. Well, what was the big difference? Besides Rob Palenka jettisoning uh, Alex Caruso, it's Russ showed up. So, look, I, I think it'll be fascinating if Russ just decides to do something underhand that he refused to do under Vogel. Are you optimistic that that can even happen, Broussard? No. I wouldn't say optimistic. I, I know Darvin. I've known him since he was a player. Great dude. Legitimately great guy. Strong presence. Not to be messed with, but a genuinely nice guy. And I think the players respect him. Clearly they do. And I'm maybe will Darvin. Russ listen to him? Will Russ give him a chance that he didn't give Vogel? Hopefully. But I'm with you. Thanks. Look, Vogel's a good coach. I mean, Vogel was great in Indiana, and he won a championship with the Lakers. This notion that Frank Vogel doesn't know what he's doing is ridiculous. 
All right. And it didn't work. So I'm concerned that this could really I mean, this is this is putting Darvin Ham in a tough situation. It really is, because I. it seems like management is, look, we're keeping Russ unless a great deal comes our way. And it's going to be a tough road to hoe for a rookie coach. That's my concern. But it felt like that would have been a tough situation for any coach that came in to coach the Lakers with right. regards to True. Us. Clearly a lot of questions still to be answered there. All right, let's switch gears, talk some football. So our friends at Fox Bet have the New England Patriots trailing the Buffalo Bills as favorites to win the AFC East. But wait till you hear who just might be calling plays in New England next season. Back after this. Time to run the no huddle. We might finally have some clarity as to who's going to be calling plays for the Patriots offense, according to The Athletic. Former defensive coordinator Matt Patricia is trending towards being current offensive coordinator Matt Patricia. The same Matt Patricia who left New England and had that disastrous stint as the Lions head coach. So Kevin Wilds, good idea or bad idea? It's an excellent idea, Jenna. And I know everyone's just like, look how poorly he did with the Lions. Oh, who, who did great with the Lions? Yeah. Let me know. Matt Patricia has been with the Patriots for 14 years. He has three Super Bowl rings. Do I think some chemistry and continuity helps guys when they come back to New England and they work better in the New England system than elsewhere? Of course. And here's the final thing that nobody can wrap their heads around. Bill Belichick does things a little bit different. And guess what? He's got a full-on treasure chest of Super Bowl rings to prove that it works. You know who was the defensive coordinator last year for the New England Patriots who had the second-best scoring defense in the entire league? I don't know. Because on the official list of coaches, it's listed as blank for the last four years. Okay, maybe it's Belichick. Officially, it's blank. How about when we went 14 and 2 in 2010? You know who the offensive coordinator was? I don't. It's a mystery. It's like the end of the Sopranos. It's just blank on offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. Same in 2009, another mystery. Oh my goodness gracious. It, it's like the lost island of Atlantis. Right. Who knows? But it turns out it works okay. <laughs> so whether it's the great Joe Judge or Matt Patricia or me, we know that Bill Belichick is going to have his fingerprints all over the offensive play calling. And I don't think he if he wasn't confident, he wouldn't trust the baby goat in the hands of someone that he didn't believe in. So I think Matt Patricia, okay. Joe Judge, me, Bill <laughs> Belichick, it's all fine. 11 and 6. Yeah, yeah, so that's Wild's way of saying he could have named literally anyone offensive coordinator and he would have faith because Bill Belichick, who True. won 100% of those Super Bowl rings with either the greatest defensive player ever, ever, Lawrence Taylor, or the greatest quarterback ever, Tom Brady, at the helm of the two units that won those things, that he would, he'd be fine. I'm just curious, without Lawrence Taylor and Tom Brady, forget rings, how many playoff games has Bill Belichick won? Maybe you yeah, could Tom look Brady that up. A 24-year-old Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. Okay, well, 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 I don't know. He is. Here's the thing, bro. I could give real analysis here about how Matt Patricia's familiarity with running the Patriots' defense has no carryover to his familiarity with being an offensive coordinator. I could, we could get into the idea of, hey, I'm just curious. 
Who's your favorite Patriots weapon? Is it Nikhil Harry, first-round pick that might have to play tight end? Is it is it Jonu Smith like that, or the other overpaid tight end, Hunter Henry? Are they going to run an all-tight ends offense? Do you still love Kendrick Bourne? What is it? But instead, I just want to do this. Can we just show the schedule? I am so... I am just yearning for week five. when Because I think week four will probably be the last time we talk about the Patriots on this show. It can't come quickly enough. <laughs> After they start 1-3... and three, and they are the 12th best team in the AFC after a quarter of the season. The only intrigue, Brew, is going to be whether or not Bailey Zapp, their fourth-round pick, who threw for 6,000 yards and 60 touchdowns his last year of college, if he's going to get some run. I, it is talking about this boring team. The old You mentioned the Sopranos, Wilds. You know one of my favorite lines from the Sopranos? Remember when yeah. is the lowest form of conversation. Everything about the Patriots oh, like brew is remember Kill. when. Remember when they were a dynasty. Remember when they were good. Remember, remember when they were relevant. And so, brew, I'm just, I'm just, I. How many days were 94 days from the start of the NFL season? So about 119 yeah. days until we can stop talking about the Patriots like they matter. Can't come quickly enough. Never. They're a boring, irrelevant team. Wilds, I'll start with the good news. At least it's okay. not trending for Joe Judge to call the plays. That's the good news, I'd all be right? okay with it. But that said, my goodness, this is horrible news. Wilds, you're not making the playoffs, my man. You're not coming close. Okay. No. All right, this... Maybe not. I, this, I have respect for Bill Belichick. But this is the type of move that makes you look at, you know what? He has missed the playoffs, what, Nick, 85% of the time when he hasn't had Tom Brady? Tom Brady. I don't think he's won okay. a playoff game without Tom Brady. Make it, do we make it you last year? Just, and, and just hold on. I'm just we looking make the playoffs at this like last my year with goodness. a rookie quarterback. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, but I'm talking about the rest okay. of his career. I'm talking about the rest of his career without I go Tom Brady. Lance. Matt Patricia. Trey Lance made the playoffs. Oh, give me a 12? break, Trey Lance. Matt, <laughs> Matt Patricia Sorry. has been coaching in the, well, the 14 years before he went to Detroit as a head coach. 14 years in the NFL. 12 of them were on the defensive side of the ball. Defense. I mean, what? Yeah. how does that qualify you to call plays for the greatest coach in history? I don't get it. And you mentioned, well, who does well in Detroit? Well, Jim Caldwell, Matt Patricia's predecessor, had him in the playoffs two times in four years. And they had the seventh best offense in points per game with, uh, in, in Caldwell's last year. The next season, Fair. Patricia takes over. They fall to 25th. And I know Patricia wasn't calling the plays. I don't believe he was. But still, he's overseeing the team. And they were horrible on offense his entire tenure there. Defense, too. But Wilds, I, look, I, I don't want to kill your dreams, but you guys aren't going anywhere. So you just sorry. Okay, Bad we news. made the playoffs with a rookie quarterback last year, but I think you bring up some fair points. Nick, I expect more from a Celtics fan. I'll just I'll leave it at that, Jenna. As a Celtics fan, we're rooting for the Celtics. We got to go this way too. I expect more from you. Brilliant.
brilliantly That's said, let it live there. Uh, the other big news in the NFL yesterday, Aaron Donald. Remember he hinted at retirement last week? Then he agreed to a new deal yesterday, monster new deal. You guys, $95 million over the next three seasons. The first non-quarterback ever to average $30 million per year. Here he is after yep. putting pen to paper. Take a listen. What's up, it's Aaron Donald. We locked back in. Let's go get us another ring. Why not? And so far, stadium. Getting the chills thinking about it. Let's go to work. Yeah. Nick, you kind of predicted it would go this way yesterday. You kind of laid it all out, and it sort of happened. But yeah. are you surprised the Rams decided to pay so much to keep Aaron Donald happy? No, they, everyone handled this perfectly. Aaron Donald did exactly what the, the, the most valuable, best person at every company in America. I don't care if it's a mom-and-pop hardware store or the Los Angeles Rams or FS1. Remember, you always have this leverage. Remember that if you, if you need yeah. to, and by the way, you probably should, walk into the boss's office and say, hey, gonna go ahead and ask for more money and by ask for more money i mean demand it and you're gonna give it to me because you can't function without me I, it's a it's a blessing if i were god god love it that i'm not if i were colin cowherd i'd be in the boss's office every six weeks be like yeah contract looks good it could look better i'm gonna need a little more money just a little more money it's what aaron donald did he's like yeah i got 15 million guaranteed left you know what i think 95 million guaranteed left feels better so let's go ahead and up it by about 80 million guaranteed, and we'll both be happy. And they're like, okay, Aaron, no problem. Yeah, man, They if Aaron Donald had popped his Achilles two years ago and hadn't played, they'd have cut him. Instead, he popped Joe Burrow for, to win the Super Bowl. So now he gets an extra 80 million. Good for him. Uh, this was always going to go this way. He handled it right. The Rams handled it right first. Yeah, absolutely. Good for Aaron Donald. Uh, look, I do think he meant that he was willing to walk away, but I never thought it would happen because as Nick, as you said, I thought this is what was going to take place. The Rams are all in. They are all in on trying to repeat as Super Bowl champions or and contend for the next several years. And you need this guy to do that. And by the way, Sean McVay's getting paid. They gave uh, Matthew Stafford a $160 million extension. Less need the GM's getting paid. Like, everybody's getting paid. So they had to do this. Good for them to do the right thing and good for Aaron Donald Wilds. You know, when we're talking about Super Bowl champions repeating, Coach Mangini would talk about the disease of me and everybody would always kind of be like, what's in it for me? And they were either going after contracts or going after Ooh. commercials or the team unity would kind of disappear. And that's what you have to overcome if you want to repeat. It feels like the Rams are just in a really good headspace. Everybody seems happy. Everybody seems locked in. Sean McVay is getting married. OBJ says nice things. Even when Von Miller left, he said nice things. It just feels like the Rams are in like a really solid spot outside of making fun of the poor Patriots draft pick. They just seem to be, you know, functioning on, on like a perfect 10 right now. I They've forgot only about that. Patricia Patricia Three plays. months. Three months <laughs> and a day until the Rams open the NFL season at home against Buffalo. All right, let's get back to the NBA Finals. Is Nick Wright about to abandon his finals pick? First things first. 
On Sunday, get ready for a USFL doubleheader, starting with Bandits, Breakers. That's at 4 Eastern on Fox. Then on FS1, flip over there for Stars Maulers. 7.30 Eastern USFL football. It's Sunday on Fox and FS1. All right, time for stories to start your morning. Brought to you by the Subway Eat Fresh Refresh. And our continuing coverage of our big story this morning, Nick flip-flopping. NBA Finals Game 3 set for tomorrow night in Boston. <laughs> series tied a game apiece. Nick, earlier this morning, doing yeah. the unthinkable, switching his pick from the Warriors to the Boston Celtics yeah. based off of what he has seen so far. So, Nick, please, tell us how it came to this. Okay, well, first of all, let me take issue with some of the setup <laughs> yeah. here. This idea that I'm okay. a flip-flopper, uh, uh, that term came to be... As a disparaging a uh, remark directed at John Kerry. And now while I feel like that was maybe unfair to John Kerry, what is true is John Kerry had a history of on multiple occasions seemingly changing his stance on things. I have no such history. Nuggets down 3-1 against Bruce beloved Clippers in the bubble after I picked the Nuggets, stuck with them. The Bucks. Down 2-0 against Brew's beloved Nets last year. Stuck with them. The Bucks down 2-0 against Brandon's beloved Suns last year. Stuck with them. The Mavs down 3-0 against these very Warriors. Stuck with them. Now that one bit me, but still, I have no history of it. So, one could argue that if I were to change a pick as I am doing right now, especially when a series is tied, it must come with great reason, with great thought, with great concern for how I could be viewed long-term. However... I my number one job every day is to be honest with America. I am trusted with this platform to talk about something as silly as sports. The least I can do is give people my honest, true feelings. And the fact is this, and you guys know it. I said it on last week that with five minutes left in the Eastern Conference Finals Game 7, I turned to my son, who is a Celtics fan, and I said, your team's going to win the title. So why didn't I pick his team to win the title? Because a momentary insanity where I was dissuaded by how poorly Boston played in the final three minutes. And I, someone who has such respect and admiration for the greatest of the greats in NBA history, of which Steph Curry is one, I foolishly thought, you know what? This is going to be the series where Steph checks off the one blank spot on his resume. Finals MVP. So I was I was taken in by the moment of the Celtics' poor play in the final couple of minutes. I was also taken in by my love of NBA history, wanting Steph Curry to get this. And I went heart overhead. And it took me one quarter to realize I was wrong. But I couldn't change the pick after wrong. Boston won. That would look cowardly. So instead, Boston gets blown out. And now I tell you, they have four of the five best players in the series. They have home court advantage the rest of the way. Draymond Green's going to get thrown out. Klay Thompson's playing on one leg. Jordan Poole's borderline unplayable. Andre is not walking through that door. And if he is, he's going to need a walker to walk through that door. Not worried about it. Celtics in six is the pick. Should have been the pick all along, bro. Ooh. All right. You, you said a mouthful, Nick. Yeah. First yeah. of all, uh, Thursday morning, I now that we know you're a flip-flopper, I do expect you to be back on the Warriors bandwagon Thursday after they win game three. All right, that's number one. All right, but look, I, I when you let us know in segment number one of the show that you had flip-flopped, 
I mean, I hate to put it. It is what it is, Nick. There's only so many terms I can use for it. All right. I pounced on you. And so did the rest of the set. And I'm sure you've been I'm sure you've been taking it from social media throughout the show. So I don't I don't know that you deserve this. I don't know that you deserve. (laughs) I don't know that you deserve this. I'm going to give it to you anyway. I thought you might go here. I could just let it ride because you've forgotten. But there was a time two years ago. I was not a full time co-host yet. I was just a guest, an analyst every every few days I come on and I picked the Clippers. Remember, and you guys all branded them my Clippers. They were never my Clippers, but I picked them. All right. And they lost. They were about to lose to Denver. And Uh I said, I thought they'd still beat Denver, but I said, I'm off the Clippers. I'm done with them. All right. And I said this phrase, Nick, I said, there's something more important than take integrity. And that is integrity. And you got to be honest. All right. So if you really feel like Boston's going to win, then I'm going to give you some props. Okay, we'll let it happen. I checked the bylaws before making this statement. Every every one of us is do one flip flop. All right. One flip flop. Now, this is yours. That one, that was not mine because I wasn't a full-time co-host yet. So I still have one coming. Wilds, of course, flipped <laughs> off of the Timberwolves. You already used it. And so it, 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 the, no, I wasn't, a, I wasn't a co-host at that time. I mean, look, I didn't oh, write so you the were just wrong I just on, on, on I just Celtics next. No flip-flop, just wrong. How many times oh, are we allowed no, to be I wrong? Did, I didn't have you used up I your just wrong, wrong yet? I was Sons, wrong. Mavs, I was just wrong. wrong. Okay, got it. Like, I'm right, trying got to be okay, nice. Sure. Go don't make me go. Don't no, make don't me pull out nice. Dallas. Don't compare to this to I'm your beloved to be Clippers. Nice to you. You were pimping them all year long. It's not the all same right. thing. It's not all like right. I've been like, the Warriors are going to win the title all See? year. That hadn't been me, but go ahead. I don't want your, th- your Wilds, kindness. I don't want it. Wilds, rip that be kind sign off of your wall. Cause I tried to be nice to Nick. I tried to soften it and he, cause he's flip flopping all over the place. And this is what I get. Here's the thing, Nick. I don't understand why. What have you seen? I get it. Boston's legit. The games. This, I picked Golden State in seven. This thing could go anyway. But to act like, oh, it's a done deal. There's no way the Warriors can beat them. In fact, they're going down in six. Why? Boston has they got home court advantage. So what? They've been bad at home. They've lost. They've lost four out of their last seven games in Boston when they played Milwaukee and Miami. So you better believe Golden State's leaving there with at least a split, probably a split. They'll win tomorrow night and lose game four. It'll be two two going back to San Francisco. Steph Curry's the best player in the series. Boston's not going to keep shooting forty six percent from three. And, and Wilds, I use the Wilds yeah. equation. The Warriors have won five of the eight quarters in this series, and two of them going either. away. The third quarter's in each that one of them. So you know as well as I do that there's every reason to believe Golden State can win this series. Clay's due too. The quarters. Don't don't write off Clay Thompson. Relevant. He's due. 
I, I, honest to God, I love Clay Thompson so much. If Clay Thompson scored 40 points and beat the Celtics, I would actually be happy. I'm just rooting for overall happiness. Wow. But here's just something I noticed earlier in your take. Jenna, did you see the same thing that I did? That Broussard feels like he's like, I'm due to flop a pick. I'm due. I'm like, no, okay. no, no. This guy setting the table later on. I just have oh, one in the maybe to be That's later a, this week. I got week. one in my back oh, pocket. That's all. Yeah, I, I know. Could be There's going to be a point where all four of us are pulling for the Celtics. No. Woo. Uh, here's the thing, no, Broussard. No. Could happen after game three. There is zero, and I mean zero chance. If the Celtics are who we think they are, that's always the caveat you throw in there where you, so you give yourself an out. If the Celtics are who they think they are, there's zero chance that they lose game three. After a loss, they come out in a big, big way. After the Heat losses, they won the game by 25. They won one by 20. In the playoffs, at, in a whole, winning games by 15 points. The other thing is, it's just the turnovers. It's just the turnovers, Broussard. In every playoff game, after a loss, turnovers have gone down. Dusty did it up for me. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six games where they had a lot of turnovers. After a loss, boom, they went down. They had 19. That led to 33 points. It's going to go down. And Tatum has to take this moment, Nick. You ha- you put Jason Tatum in club superstar. Now you're a Celtic fan. You've really come all I'm the way around fan. on Jason Tatum. <laughs> Next stop, stop is the Red Sox and the Patriots stop. for you. So expect Tatum to stop. have a big game, too. A big bounce-back game from Tatum. Not going to be floating around Listen, on the three-point line. Here's the thing, the and this is why I don't score. even think... And, and you know what? I might, as Brew's always bringing up the first things first bylaws, I might, you know, try to table an amendment for them as well. Because I, you know how I knew I didn't love my pick to begin this series? Because I didn't bet the series. Right after the show, I had a buddy reach out to me and be like, what'd you put on the Warriors? Like, I didn't bet them. He's like, really? I was like, yeah, I don't. I don't feel great about it. And the reason I knew I had to be honest with the audience yesterday when I started to tease this was, I was going to tell you the truth, America. During the show, sometimes I make a point and I feel so good about that point. I'm like, God, that was brilliant, Nick. During the commercial break, I bet on my point. And during the show yesterday, I bet the Celtics to win the finals. Not and me. I was like, I got to do it. I, I Okay, well, you know what, buddy? <laughs> yesterday? You nice did that? You. you did the, that yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. <laughs> during the show, or during the show, I bet on the Celtics to win the championship. Sure. And I was like, you know what? Is it just during commercials? passionately about something. This is going to make it worse. Some, or like, while start, I'm on a one-shot. Sometimes you're doing like some weird voice and you have a goat in front of you and I know Brew's going next and I'm like, I might be able to he squeeze in out. a wager real quick. Like, I mean, sometimes <laughs> it comes, comes in my ear and he's like, Nick, you're coming on camera. Put the phone down. I'm like, ah, Fox bet, load, load, load. But it doesn't matter. Point is this. I put a, a decent amount on the Celtics, put a little taste on the Celtics in six exactly, and that's what's going to happen. There it is. Call, oh, call me whatever you we're want. We're back. It's it, just going like to hurt more, Gary. Nick. Nick, Thursday morning, I'll welcome yeah. you back to the Warrior side. Okay. No That's how we're doing oh, it now. Oh, this was fun. Undisputed <laughs> starts right now.